0: I'm gonna go and move on, we're live.
1: All right, welcome into a special edition of the Fairweather podcast. Um, we are definitely not talking about soccer tonight because there is way more important things to be talking about, and we have a special panel to uh, help us have this discussion. I do want to start out uh, by saying we are uh, proudly uh, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, and we are part of the Beautiful Game Network. Um, we do want to recognize two things before we get started, that we are going to be talking about a, a pretty heavy and difficult subject tonight. Um, so I am not asking my guests or our guests to censor themselves at all. Uh, so there might be some raw responses. Um, so just be aware of that. Uh, we also want to recognize that we are missing a pretty uh, distinct voice in, um, in this discussion. Um, and that is um, because of that, um, the Fairweather podcast will be making a donation to uh, March for Black Women of San Diego, a mutual aid fund um, by the March for Black Women of San Diego And we'll be making that donation and we'll be putting their link in the show notes as well uh, to not only recognize that, you know, we can't speak for um, the entire community. We're just going to kind of uh, the guests are kind of speak for their own perspective um, and the perspective of uh, some of the players um, that they've spoken with. Uh, So without further ado, uh, I'm going to uh, we have three panelists on right now. Uh, You know, you know, Chris Walker. Um, and um, I'm going to turn it over to him to kind of introduce the rest of the panel. Um, Again, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, Hopefully this gets you to think. We have a, starts the conversation, um, and uh, hopefully, you know, you can lean into the uncomfortableness tonight and hopefully walk away a little bit more informed. Uh, So, Chris, I'm going to let you go ahead and and take over, and um, I'm Looking forward to uh, learning some stuff and getting to know that these panelists tonight. So, Chris,
2: right on. So, uh, so joining me tonight, I mean, we've got uh, Jason. Uh, Jason, uh, what uh, what team do you do coverage for for USL One?
0: Yeah, so I, I do coverage for League One. I do a little bit of Championship, MLS. I'm kind of all over the place, but focus on League One.
2: And then we also got Carson Merck here. Carson Merck is also a writer for for Beautiful Game Network. How you doing tonight, guys?
3: Doing good. Um, yeah, a lot lot of crazy stuff going on. Like like Alan said, soccer is very far from the mind right now outside of how it slightly relates to everything. But nah, I'm not I'm not doing personally too bad.
2: Then lastly we got Elliot Barr joining us out in Richmond. How you doing, Elliot? I'm
4: good, man. Um, you know, been out at a couple of protests, rallies, and things like that. Um, also, i covered the Richmond Kickers. We got to mention that point. <laughs> but yeah, can't but that forget, the, kick- good, can't forget the Kickers. Yeah, right. I'm tired because I've been walking and marching all day, but it's well worth it.
2: Mm. Man, I mean, uh, I guess, like, where where to start? I mean, what, what are you guys kind of experiencing personally? Um, or I should say, what are you guys experiencing in your areas? Uh, Carson's in Vegas. Jason, you're out in uh, – Charlotte, right? Atlanta, Atlanta. Ooh, that's a that's a drastic difference. And and Elliot, you're out in Virginia. So what are you guys experiencing uh, personally in your communities?
4: Um, I guess I'll go on and start. Um, I, I gotta say, when it all first started to pop off, I think around Thursday or Friday, I was like pretty much in the dumps. Like I was like, "Yo, here's another like killing, like another person of color dead, and people not really gonna care." And it's kind of weird how everything kind of matriculated in its own self. I think without having sports around, especially in a city of Richmond, like the Squirrels, the Kickers, um, VCU sports or graduations and things like that, it kind of forced everyone to kind of focus in on this one particular issue that I think it opened a lot of people's eyes, um, especially being involved in like social media and, you know, our podcast on the platform that we do, um, we went about spreading the message, making sure everyone knew, was informed, things like that. And I got to say, like, I'm proud of the city of Richmond, more so the fact of how everyone, collectively, not everyone, but the majority of them have came together um, to support the message, be positive in the message. I know there's been protesters, I mean, rioters and looters and agitators and things like that. But the majority of the people out there, man, want nothing more than police brutality and, you know, he would just stop killing black people just for the sake of it. It's not Call of duty out there.
2: Right. Um Jason, what are you experiencing out in Atlanta? I mean, I know definitely it's, I, I've i watched some of the streams. I think one of the first streams I watched was the folks at the CNN Center and yeah. it, it got kind of booked, but what's, you know, and, and of course, Killer Mike coming out into the media so i mean what what is it like there on the ground like in person you know what i'm saying
0: it's atlanta's always a place especially with cnn here especially with the black population here is always a place that when situations and issues like this arrive you know they take it on head first they'll go out there um and i think everything was peaceful everything was fine then you have our mayor uh Keisha Lance Bottoms come on and says, you know, pro you know, rioting or, you know, protesting is not the way. And if you want change, you should vote. And which is a complete BS because we live in a state to where our governor got to oversee his own election and had black votes suppressed. And almost nine hundred thousand votes somehow didn't get calculated in his election versus Stacey Abrams. So when you tell us, that, you know, to not protest, not riot, not vote, you're not you're gonna you're gonna get people upset because voting's not gonna work, right? It, there needs to be more, and for us to have a black mayor, for us to have a black leader, for her to say that that shows that we need these policymakers to change their mind, and it's just gonna make the the kids, the adults, everybody that's out there, it's gonna make them go harder because you're not getting it, right? Like, you know, Killer Mike comes on, TI comes on, says, don't destroy, you know, Atlanta, don't destroy our community. And it's just like, well, then set us up. So we're not so angry. You know, we're not destroying things because we want to, we're trying to release this anger. We're trying to get into the pockets of capitalism so that they put the pressure on policymakers to make the change because they're the ones that have to do it. So it's 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 spreading in atlanta started downtown it's happening all the way up in the suburbs and you know it's going to keep going
2: yeah i I think that's kind of rough to be like when someone's like oh if you want change you need to do this like because it it still is someone in there trying to insert this this convenient narrative like yeah we know that we need to vote because you know that's one way to obviously affect it but you know I mean, we're kind of looking for something that's a little bit more like instant grat. I think you know what I mean. We're looking for folks to be like, "Oh shoot, like I need, I need to switch it up." Like, for instance, to to see folks now be okay with kneeling, you know, whereas before they weren't okay with kneeling is like bullshit because it's mm-hmm. like you're basically like, you know, when that was when that was silent, peaceable, and very impactful. You were like, oh, that's so disrespectful. You could you could totally protest in another way, but yeah. stand stand up exactly. with us. Stand up with us. Don't make me look bad because <clears throat> and, I should recognize you and do what you're doing, because that obviously takes a lot more bravery than just hey, we'll just lock arms. We'll just half do it. You know what I'm saying? I, and I'm Larry not supporting
4: GK people. I'll oh, go GK ahead, and Ray Lewis taking a knee like that was like i was like yo did, I, I was like at that point it's not even worth it like Terry jones taking a knee and then standing up and saying like oh yeah our players are not doing that no more it Was just really no slap in the face
0: and i don't support looting and riot. like i don't support destroying property but at the same time people are coming out now i'm like oh you know what i was wrong colin kaepernick was right that's come on now you you look you you not it's not genuine if if it hasn't worked in the past, we've dealt with this, right? We dealt with count, like every year this happens. Ferguson this ha- like every year this happens. They want peaceful protesting and then we try and then nothing changes. So why would you continuously do the same thing if nothing changes? So if nothing's going to change, it's going to escalate. Things are going to be different and it's your responsibility to then support and change things before it escalates too much because eventually enough is enough.
3: Yeah, yeah. and oh, go ahead Carson. No, I was gonna say I just wanted to a address the elephant in the room that I am the only whitey here, which I'm here to literally let these guys talk and offer anything that I can from my side. But even if you go to the the instance of the Kaepernick thing like like Jason mentioned, you have people that are, you know, oh yeah, well I guess now, oh that's crazy. Now I guess oh it wasn't against the military after all. That's wild. Ah, oh, I'm I'm completely in support. Or you have Drew Brees today, who's like, no, I would never be with somebody who's going to disrespect the flag in the country. So you have both sides. And also, I saw a lot of people tweeting it. And I thought of it this weekend was when Tommy Lauren was on the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. And she's obviously a psychopath. And she was really against the Kaepernick kneeling. And he said, OK, well, what about, you know, this, this and this? And he kept listening you know different things that had happened and she was like no no and he said well how how should black people protest against injustice against systematic oppression and she kept deflecting the different things and he kept saying i'm not even trying to be tricky here i'm just asking you as a white person who's often defended by the actions of black people how can they protest and she never gave a straight answer so at this point do do whatever like you said the other officers get charged today I'm not sure any of us know if that happens without the, the rioting, the looting, and, and the protesting. So if it's getting getting things done, a small price to pay. Also, I mean, Pat
0: Tillman I, would slap the hell out of Drew Brees if he was alive today. For I'm sure. Out there. For sure. Yeah.
3: And the other thing
4: about it is, too, is like, yeah, we all know Lewittan Ryan Tan is wrong, but to be honest with you, you're going to have to fight this on so many different levels and come at it in different ways. <clears throat> My bad. It's like, people want to throw out that meme of Martin Luther King, you know, previously walking through Salma, Alabama, but they don't realize that's Bloody Sunday, you know? And it's like, people want to throw that out there and stuff, but you're going to have to, we're going to have to fight this not only by voting. We're going to have to vote, do this by protesting. You know, people are going to lose the right, but if it forces people, and I'll be straight up with you, if it forces white America to wake up and realize, like, Things like this are happening, and they happen on a daily basis. And we've been trying to do it peacefully, and nothing's been done. Then it gets to a point where it's like, "Yo, I got nothing else to do." You
3: well, know? Like, like Elliot mentioned, that looting and rioting is wrong, and we all understand that. A million times more wrong is killing unarmed black people. Or <laughs> so it's like, really, on the grand scheme of things, one is wrong, but. Uh, you know, if somebody's got to re-glass their window of their small business compared to, you know, people not losing their lives for no reason, uh, I think we all side on the same side of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And like, so and then I guess the other thing is like, so um, and then Carson, I guess just to touch in what what is it looking like in Las Vegas? Right. I mean, what's
3: that looking like? So there were some protests over the weekend and then. There, there was a incident with three individuals were arrested. I think today that were established as being a right-wing extremist group that was trying to cause anarchy essentially. And they were involved in kind of the looting and everything. So that's kind of where everything's at right now. There was a police officer that was shot. Um, I believe he's in critical condition still, but again, it was just something that was going on with everything happening, but it's just been it's been weird. Our governor, uh, Steve Sisolak, has done really well. He's been very transparent about everything. He mentioned there will be lawyers present at a lot of the rallies, which I don't know how often that is. I can only speak for Vegas and then obviously back home in Cleveland and Akron. But there will be designated lawyers there with shirts on to identify themselves that if you're protesting, you're able to ask one of these individuals, hey, what am I legally allowed to do at this point? what am I looking at? Just, you're able to get that free legal advice, which I I think is huge. Then you can make an impact and also know, okay, if I do this, I might, you know, make more of an impact, but I also might get in a little trouble after that. So I think that's been a positive uh, step.
2: Yeah. I think like, just kind of to revisit something too, is like, um, is, you know, the peaceful protests, like I think in, in each area, like, Like they're going off well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, with the different states, the different like areas, you know, the volume of people, you know, is going to look differently. And, and then, of course, the areas that are, are respectively dealing with like the death, like, you know, like the death of folks like in their cities, there's going to be more anger, you know what I'm saying? And, and, the, the crazy thing is, again, like how folks are very quick to um, tell us how we need to protest or um, or I think the other thing that's a killer, too, is like, for instance, I mean, I know myself as a black man when I played Killer Mike's uh, when I play. I mean, I was on his his Instagram, so I kind of saw a different angle. You know what I mean? I saw him and T.I. kind of link up before. You know, and I saw them super nervous, you know, because, you know, here they are going live right in front of folks. I mean, they want them to come down and say something, you know, to kind of like calm the folks down, you know. And if you listen to like Killer Mike's music or even Run the Jewels, you know, for a moment, like what he was saying you know like on Mike versus like you know what he says in his music was slightly like a different energy
0: not slightly completely different
2: <laughs> yeah and, it,
0: and, and, and it's and it's it's not what we need right like he here's the thing like they don't live i doubt killer mike still lives on the west side I, he probably lives in the suburbs he's not he's not worried about that like it my thing is when when you are trying to bring representation and you know you're trying to bring rappers or celebrities, like I don't want to hear from them, bro. I don't give a damn what they're talking about. Bring in some politicians and some policymakers, and so I can understand what's going on with them and how I can get them to change these rules and how we can see short-term improvements right i want stricter you know police training and academy and uh, a psycho evaluation mental health evaluations to get this job i want there to be policies to where you can't choke people and where if someone's unarmed you cannot shoot them unless it is a last resort and you have physical evidence of them charging at you like i want these kind of things i don't give a shit what killer mike has to say
2: yeah it's 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 weird and it, it's weird that they will use what they perceive as icons. Like, you know, okay, let's say that, let's say that that didn't work. Then I could see them bringing on, Hey, Hey Zion, come on in new Orleans. Hey Zion, come on. Cause people love you. It's like this influence, you know? And again, (laughs) that's along the same lines as like someone who is white saying, Hey, like, you know, I don't mind if you do this, like, these creating these weird like alternatives, you know, yeah. it, 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 it just, it has no, there's no sense to it.
0: It don't make a difference. Kanye West went from George Bush doesn't care about black people to being Trump's best friend. So I, I can give two damns about what celebrities are saying. I care about the people who are going to make an instant impact and what we need to do to connect with them. That's what I care
3: about. Well, Chappelle talked about this years ago on the stand-up when the Dixie chicks were given like political analysis and, with the old we got Jaw Rule on the phone let's see what yeah. job ja thinks about this like really again like like Jason said if, if somebody's not in a position to literally make a difference and they're going to be kind of not scapegoat but they're going to be a figure that's out there like hey maybe we shouldn't do this Every, everything will be all right just you know fill out a uh, you know a picket line and and everything will be good we'll go it, it's it's just not realistic and they don't live a lot of the realities that I think a lot of a lot of you guys, as well as Black people, obviously all over the country, are, are dealing with every day.
4: No.
3: So, I so mean, oh, the
4: other thing too about it, how like th- we live in a generation now where like pretty much you can get on Instagram, get like a million followers, become an influencer. Yeah, and they'll yeah. look at that and be like, "Oh, well, if you're an influencer, can you influence them to stop doing this stuff?" And it's like, no, like because those people live in a bubble. Like Killer as much as I love Killer Mike, Killer Mike lives in a bubble because of what. He does. And don't get me wrong. Killer Mike ha- has a fantastic message, but he's not, he, he's removed from that, you know? The same way, like, I'm from Richmond. I grew up in the hood, but I'm removed from it now, so I can't speak on those issues that's is going on in there today, because I am removed from it. I can only speak about the issue that's going on in the neighborhood that I live in now. It's, you
0: know? it's actually insulting to me when they put Hip hop artists, athletes, Instagram celebrities, and stuff to to act like they're trying to be the the middleman or the the piece. Like like I said, give me a politician, bro. I don't care. Like this is not some song and dance to to be like, yeah, let's listen to Ti. I don't I don't care. Like give me somebody who's going to make the change. Yeah,
2: like I yeah, don't I mean, care what
4: celebrity makes a message or not. But what I care about is like our like for instance our mayor here in Richmond, LaBar Stone. Who was tap dancing around and he's a black bear, but tap dancing around whether or not he's gonna have a citizens review board or you know, they're gonna do proper persecution against the cops that incited a riot thirty minutes before curfew. You know, that's who I wanna hear talk. I don't wanna hear about T I and you know Stephen A. Smith and what they gotta say. It's great. It helps the message, but it's not gonna solve anything.
2: It's 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 like You want to hear from people that are impactful in your your area. Like look at like, you know, here in New Mexico, like I could say that, you know, from my vantage point, you know, when I hear, uh, you know, for instance, I heard some some black women speak, you know, probably a little bit older than myself, you know, they don't hold any like crazy positions you know, you know, here in our city, they're just women that are that are just aware. And so to hear them speak from their blackness to be like, just so impactful, like that, that really impacted me. Do you know what I mean? And, and when you see people that are like, look, this is what we need to be doing. They're speaking from a position of experience. Like that's what rallies together people. I mean, I've been watching feeds this week. And I've been seeing you know, elder black men coming out, especially like in Minneapolis, and been rallying all of these like these untamed emotions, and being able to hear them out, let these folks like share their their stories, and and seeing a town where it was really focused on like the the rioting, the looting, to you know these these um, young adults and even older sitting around this memorial that they've made right outside of cup foods, if you will. Um, And, and every day it's peaceable. Now they have street church is what they're, what they kind of call it. Like, you know, and, and they're all able to kind of come as they are. And it's, it's a beautiful thing that they're doing right there, but not everyone is at that place yet here in New Mexico. They have peaceable protests. They're marching, um, you know, each time. And, and, and this like where we're at, it is, Like their folks are worried about rioting and looting because of what they're seeing magnified like across their TV screens. But here it is literally like it is amateur hour as far as someone trying to riot or loot. I think someone broke the glass at a sushi restaurant or John Jones, the fighter somehow grabs spray paint cans from, you know, from a guy who who had them. But it's like that's not magnified all crazy. I mean, again, we don't support the rioting or looting, but it's like, you know, we're trying to get a message across, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and this area, there, there isn't a huge demographic of black folk in New Mexico. So you got a huge demographic of white people, natives, Hispanics, like the other demographics are coming out and showing up to, uh, to be alongside the black folks that are out there, do you know what I mean? So that that's in itself is a lot different than being in a spot that is majority black folk, like being in like New like Louisiana or you know Georgia or Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, and so folks here, are like you know, on edge. And I'm like, you guys don't even we don't even live in a spot where y'all need to be on edge, like you need to be focused on what the, what the mission is you know what i'm saying
0: yeah, yeah it's well, just, Donald,
3: as as a white person who's not racist you need to make racist white people and people and white people that are in the middle you need to make them uncomfortable they should be on edge it should be an issue where they're like oh shit i mean people seem to be really pissed off about this maybe this is a really super super big deal for a for centuries now that it's just, you need to be uncomfortable. And I see people that try to do like kind of the tap dance. And oh, well, yeah, you know, I, I'm so for, I, you know, I love, I love black people. Black people need to stop getting killed by the police. But man, you know, I really don't want to see uh, looting and, and rioting. It's like, well, you really, at this point, you can't have it both ways. You you can't, you have right. to, yeah. Like I think it was Bron that said, if you're not with us, you're against us. Like it's just, that's kind of how it is right now.
0: And, I mean, and the thing is, you know, the response to Black Lives Matter from some is all lives matter, which yeah duh, no but that's that's not what that's about. My thing is if you are a key component of all lives matter, if you truly mean that, then what you see happening to Black people, which is included in all lives, should be pissing you off and should be enough to motivate you to be joining to fight for equality. So I I don't understand the disconnect and why that's always a response to Black Lives Matter. Because yeah, all lives do matter, but Black lives are the people who are dealing with economic uh, resources not given to them, gerrymandering, voter suppression, police brutality, land um, uh, displacement. It's it's a whole hundreds and hundreds of years of our lives not mattering as much. And so, yeah, all lives matter, but obviously ours does not as much, and so you should be fighting for it to matter equally. Even even if you go to the point of the all lives matter people, they... A, very rarely
3: believe that Black Lives Matter in all fairness. And also, somebody posted today, what about the kids that are still being held in cages along the border? Either they don't fall into the all. I, my understanding is all means literally all lives. So you right. can't say all lives just to be a, a code word for saying white lives matter. But um, no, nah, it's Jason's J 100% right. And kind of like uh, Elliot said, it's just in social media, when people want to step up and be an influencer, it's like. You have guys like Jason Whitlock, who's just a complete idiot. That for whatever reason he wants to, like, be contrarian in a time where he shouldn't be a contrarian about this. And right.
0: Like, Fuck Jason you, Whitlock. Yeah. yeah. It's just, <laughs> I mean, people yeah. people will sell out so yeah. quick for some money. That's and and the thing about it,
3: it is, it muddies the water like a little bit. No, you're good. I was just gonna say, him coming out like that, whether it's for the money or for whatever, it muddies the water because then there's gonna be somebody that's on the fence. And they're going to see Jason Whitlock, a black man. And they're going to be like, oh, well, Jason Whitlock thinks this this isn't so bad and all this. And then they're going to, it's just going to kind of. And that's
0: always, and that's always going to be uh, a topic or a finger point that people who are not actually caring about Black lives or for equality are going to do, right? So when you even look at oh, well, look, why are Black people destroying their own community? You didn't give a damn about a Black community until all of a sudden now it's on the news that it's being destroyed, right? You weren't supporting Black businesses. You weren't fighting for equality. So then why the hell are you trying to point a finger now and act like you care about what's going on in the Black community? So it's always going to be people who just look to take any kind of thing and switch it, whether it's Black-on-Black crime as if every race doesn't have on crime whether it's oh well you know police kill more white people than black people every yeah we'll look at the ratio how many white people are in this country compared to black people go and tell me what the ratio is and tell me if it's if it's that way so it's go- always going to be people go to is that.
3: always is always shy rack when they're like well police brutality is like well what about all those black on black crimes and shy rack and all that right. It's like you don't. You think people in Chicago are like, yeah, man, black on black crime is cool, but you know police brutality, we're not cool with it. It's just people, people say the dumbest shit.
0: I've never in my life heard of a black man killing another black man because he's black. Simple as that. Yeah, I've so. never in my life have heard that. Did the black man do something to piss off the other black man? Maybe, and that happens in every race. But I've never in my life. Heard of somebody black killing someone else just because he was black, but yet I hear about every other race doing it to black people. So yeah, because, that because because essentially, go ahead, Elliot.
4: Oh like it's crazy how all of a sudden, like you were saying, Jason, all these people now care about how we're so called destroying the black community. Mm-hmm. But y'all had the same energy we y'all was gentrifying like our neighborhoods and uh, tearing them down to have balls and shit. Y'all ain't no, energy then, Listen,
0: defense,
4: but y'all got energy now. All of a sudden. You're starting to burn out stores.
0: It's it's years and years of this system, and it, people know about it. Wells Fargo used to have campaigns to where they would pay people their their workers extra bonuses. And go on trips and have people like the Eagles and Sheryl Crow and all these terrible acoustic white people perform for them. If they sold higher interest rates to black communities, so that black people couldn't pay for it, would foreclose, and then Wells Fargo could go buy the houses back. And this happened as 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 early as, or not as frequent or as uh, late as uh, t- ten years ago. Eight years ago? Something crazy like that. So again, this is a system that's continuing. They don't care about this black community. They just want to point out a finger so they feel better about the hate that they have and see, see black people are doing it to themselves. And that's well, not the case.
2: Well, it's Just like white folks using like material against us, right? I mean, again, like going back to the, the Killer Mike thing, I mean, I heard something different when I listened to Killer Mike, right? I didn't... What I heard when I listened to him is I heard... Boom. The anger of not wanting to be there. You know, I heard him talk about, you know, planning, strategizing, like coming together. Those are things I heard. Right. But I feel like a white person heard, don't burn down your own area. And then they just centralized on that piece right there, hearing it from not inside, you know, cause they're outside of the conflict. Right. But so they heard that part and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to share this like on Facebook. And this is going to speak for me. It's like, it's like a a street sermon, you know. Everyone hears, you know, a pastor say something so epic, and then they go, "Oh, yep, nine times preach, it's, brother." It's a defense, and they just,
0: yeah, it's a defense and they, mechanism. That's yeah, we're
2: all Or all, all the memes and everything. And it's like it's that's it's it. It's like yep. folks ask us, I, like I have, I have like one of my friends who's who's you know white white guy. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm a middle class white guy." I mean, he happens to be a youth pastor too. But he's like, he's like, "What can I do to help?" the african-american community and i mean on one hand i'm like bro you're a youth pastor you should already know that you just need to love people that's one thing you need to do but i was like you're asking me so then if i offer you a sound you know plan on what you need to do right like then you need to do it like we're saying right now we're there's peaceful protest you know if every white person who who asked us what we need what they need to do to support us actually did it, then those streets would be full of everyone. No one would be behind their computer tweeting about don't riot our city. Don't loot our city. There would be no one behind the keyboards because the whole place would be full of people. You know what I'm saying? And to me, like if they're going to be forthright and tell us, Oh, well you can do this, you can do that, but you can't do that. I'm like, dude, you are not my owner. Like, you know, how are you going to sit here and still try to Lord over me to do things that are still acceptable by you? Like, you know what I mean? Like I, that's where I think we, this needs to go is all those folks that are just speaking out against it. Or, you know, just being about, Oh, well don't burn down my favorite sports bar that I want to go drink brews at. You know what I mean? Or, Hey, I'm going to have to flex my second amendment, right. To keep, keep the looters out or whatever it is. It's like, dude, like, That's where they need to go. They, they really do need to be out there on the streets too. Like all these folks that are like just riding the fence. Right. And I think that's, that's where they need to be.
0: I'm going to keep it real though. When you have people that are doing that, they're lost cause. I'm not, I, and y'all, y'all can, you might disagree. I'm too old to be trying to teach grown ass men uh what's right and wrong right and they they know at their big ass age what's right and wrong and so if they want to deflect and choose to you know point fingers and you know have any kind of defensive mechanism to not accept that they are part of the problem that's on them i will say though for the people who do want to actually change especially white people who want to make a difference and want to learn educate yourself right? We have Google. We are in the generation now to where we have every encyclopedia that you can ever have. We have every piece of literature you can have. Thank you, Elliot. It's just, it's, It's like, you don't have to go to the library anymore, right? You can just sit there, you can educate yourself, you have the resources online, you can ask Black people. Half of this history of this country is not taught in this school system, right? The only thing that is taught is what they want to be taught. And so you can find out what's going on. You can find out things about what I just said about Wells Fargo and their plans on high interest mortgage to the Black community. You can find out that 90% of the loans uh, that small Black businesses applied for during the pandemic were denied. This is all public information, and you can educate yourself about why. This is not a protest just about police brutality. This is a protest about people who have been treated like they are not people for hundreds of years, and we're sick of it, and we just want equality. We're not asking for anything else. When we went from slavery into free people, we didn't get money. We didn't get land. We built everything from scratch by ourselves we progressed we started black wall street we made money and then what happened people burned down tulsa people burned down communities there was lynching jim crow segregation it's ways to stop this this is the stuff you need to educate yourself on this is the reason why this is happening this is not just a one-off thing there's reasons as to why we're upset and the first step into you helping is to educate understand and actually listen and don't try to deflect then you can take the steps into fighting this battle with us. Then you can protest. Then you can donate. Then you can go to your local g- officials and tell them, hey, these gerrymandering laws are bullshit. Hey, these uh, voter suppression, this, all the gentrification, all that. You can say this is, this is wrong. Go to the town halls, elect people who are going to make the change. That's how you can help. That's how you can support.
4: And like me being a history teacher myself is like, I have to fight this constant battle with my students to make sure that they stay involved and that they stay engaged in what's going on. You know, and it's kind of funny now that I have grown white people coming to me and asking me, well, how do I educate myself more in this subject? the same way how you educated yourself when you was in college. You went on Google and found out how to figure out all this other stuff, do the same thing here. Like, it's not difficult, man. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. Like, everything that you want to learn and know about it's out there. You're, you just, like at some point, like Jason said, it gets to a point you know, where I'm just not, I'm getting tired of teaching people because it's like, is everything, it's, it feels like, is anything gonna come from it? You know, it's feel like I'm just talking into a void in certain moments. And I mean, like, for instance, you know, I, I talked to one of my white friends about it. And He was asking me, like, about literature and stuff that he should read. And the first book that I pointed to was The Miseducation of the Negro. Like if you want to know what's going on about everything that's going on, read
0: that book. Read the book. It, it, read black literature, there's black media, there's I mean there's black history that is told and created by black people and that's yeah. what you need to that's what that's you, mean, you need you to educate. And it's- don't ask for education like unless like Elliot was saying unless you actually want to make a change. Don't say like don't let don't allow us to give you ways you can help, and then go. Well, I don't want to do that. What what what's next? What's what's the other thing I what's can the, do? Can, I just, like, right. Yeah, right. can, can I, I just like yeah? Can, like, can, <laughs> can I donate just like buy a shirt? Can You can donate. Just buy a shirt. The world
4: that you want to. <laughs> it don't mean jack stuff if you don't know what you're donating to. Yeah. It don't mean anything, man. If this is not in your soul, like it, it's at the point now with this protest and rally, yo, and people. Want to say the Black Lives Matter? The same thing. I hope we talk about these team statements and stuff. Oh and yeah, we'll get to some that. that are quiet because it's one thing to say it; it's another thing to be about it. You can make all the statements and stuff you want to in the world. It gets to a point now: Are you doing stuff in your own community that's going to enact that change? Are you trying to go into the Black community and try to get people not only to come to soccer games but make them feel involved? You know. Yeah,
2: let's I mean? let's in fact let's break into that. I mean. You know, let's 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 do that then. I mean, there, we like like Elliot is saying, there are teams that are very stringent and very clear, and are using, like at least I don't know, like like at least three hundred words in their statements, and are they're not coming ta- not saying anything in
3: those three hundred words.
2: Right. They, nope. they're, right. They're they're it's vague.
4: Not a damn thing.
2: Right. They're they are not vague. They are not saying anything. And then there are some teams that are speaking out and saying that they're against racism. You know, they're proclaiming that they, you know, that Black Lives Matter, they're very clear. And then there are big organizations that are just like using very few words, you know, like organizations like U.S. Soccer, who have been under scrutiny already just for not treating the women equal. And then on top of it, they come out and just use a very clear, marketable, like, approach which like no one's trying to hear that you know what i mean like don't market a new u.s jersey to me unless it's got black folks on it and like women you know held to the highest regard i don't want your new jerseys you know what i'm saying Because, well,
3: and, and just to, to, to kind of start before i let you guys obviously run with that for bgn which obviously we all represent i was i was sitting there as you start to see these these statements come out And even as a white person, I was offended by a lot of them. Like, what are you really saying? Like, you put 200 words, 300 words, you didn't say anything. So for me, that's when I decided I was like, let me talk to some of these USL players that are literally dealing with this consistently. I wanted to get their thoughts and just let them. I thought for me, and again, this is me personally, I thought our article today was vastly more important and more impactful to somebody than, you know, a company saying, Hey, we stand with George Ford's family and you know, racism's bad. I, I, I just think and and kind of to go back to to kind of what Elliot said, even with with wanting to learn, I think that's been kind of a crutch for white people that feel bad but don't really want to learn. And so. listen,
0: I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, I just want to say this because I, I really want to get this white people do not confuse white guilt with empathy. Okay. Nobody is blaming you specifically for this happening. Nobody's saying you're the reason this is happening. You are allowed to empathize for a marginalized community that has been mistreated for hundreds of years. That is what you are supposed to do as a human. You do not have to feel guilty about it, but you can empathize and you can help. So don't sit here and think that we're, we're, we're targeting you or you should be offended by this. No, you should be offended that people get treated this way and you should want to help. It should not be a guilt thing. It should be an empathy thing.
3: No, hundred percent. And that was, I mean, Jason, you know, from experience, I'll text you whether it's a, something I'm unsure about. Like I write the article and I, I'll go to, I'll go to you or I'll go to, to Hugh Roberts. Shout out to Hugh who's been unbelievable forever, but also through this. But I think it's just one of those things where, it, it's easy for a white person that, like you said, feels guilty and says, hey, how can I learn? But for me, I read the the responses from those guys for that article, and I was blown away by just the thought that they put into it and the experiences they've had. But I think for me, and I can't speak for every white person, but I think somebody who's either on the fence or is closed-minded about those types of things, I think they read that article and they're just like, eh, I don't really care. I, I think – It impacts somebody more who's already on that side than it does sway somebody who's not on that side or on the fence. That's just me.
0: But I do want to say about the teams, Mm -hmm. listen, you can post all you want. Have a town hall with your fans, with your supporters, with your community and ask them what can we do to make a difference? How can we be more inclusive and then actually take action, donate to local charities like Tormenta has been doing in the Tampa Bay Rowdies, right? Like put your money where your mouth is, even if it's not monetary actions, right? Like what, what organizations, what parts of the community can we help with what can we do to help campaign equality? What can we do? Elliot did an amazing job with Richmond, with Heritage Night, right? And that's one of those things to where Yes, Elliot brings that to the forefront. He shouldn't have to. That should be a team saying, "Hey, we're doing this. We want to embrace our black players. We want to help equality. Hire black coaches. I don't know how many damn soccer players we didn't have in this country, and none of them are getting assistant coaching jobs. Are you kidding me? Don't sit here as a team and say we've always uh, we've always been you know uh, approving and always been trying to uplift black people when y'all ain't never even interviewed a black coach in your whole entire history." I'm not trying to hear that. I want to see actions. Talk to your community. Put your money where your mouth is, and look for equality within your staff. Because if I ask every team in America right now that plays soccer to take a picture of their front room, what percentage of black people you think we're gonna they see? look a lot
3: like me?
4: Mm. Right. Yeah, I mean, for all of those that follow me on Twitter, I mean, you guys do. You see me on there? Like I, I've been calling teams out. Like I, I've been at it because it's it's a slap in the face. When you howl me and ask me, like, hey, are you going to buy a season ticket? Are you going to buy this jersey? Are you going to come out to this or that? But you tiptoeing and dancing around the table whether or not you're going to make a statement or not.
2: Don't just post you a know? black square and a hashtag. Right. Yeah,
4: you know, it's trash to me. You know, it it, it, it is hurtful to the fact that a lot of clubs think doing this. And, and you know, the sad thing is, is a lot of clubs that's going to think that just putting a statement out there is enough.
0: For sure, The right. fact that a lot of supporters group- Oh, they're they're patting themselves on the back for it. They're like, yeah, yeah we're yeah. doing great.
3: Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Ellie. Sorry to cut you off. For no, you're good. for all three of you as black men, would you rather a club not put anything out at all, or put out a statement that we can all perceive as a bit patronizing and vague? Which one? Cause to me again, I, I saw some of these statements and I was like, why did you even type this? Like who, who thought this and thought this would black people be like, Oh man, that team really has our back. That's crazy. Um for you know, me, I, I thought that this is kind of patronizing to me. So
4: this is something I've been struggling with because like even with my own club, like I had to hound them to like, yo, where's the statement at? Like y'all y'all want to do all this extra stuff with my community and whatnot, but y'all not saying anything. Um and it got to the point where me and my co-hosts, we were like firm in our decision. Like if the kickers did not make a decision, like say anything by Tuesday, we're going to end our podcast. We're like turning in our stuff and like, we're done with it. Like we're not supporting a club that does not support us. It's not like I'm sitting here asking the club to be like, Oh, f- fuck 12, you know, and Antifa, mm-hmm. like all oh, this. Like we're not asking for all that stuff. We just asking for a basic st- like a statement that says, we support the black community we know that it's wrong and things like that like I, I, it's the thing about it is like it's almost to the point where if you ain't saying anything like i, I I'm, I'm not gonna ask you to like I let me fix that if you're not gonna say anything then i know where you stand i know yeah. where you i know where you you shouldn't,
3: you shouldn't have to hesitate to say it <laughs> yeah if yeah, you mean you know,
4: it you know it is is it's saying like I pointed it out to a couple of people in the Richmond Kickers front office staff it's like you're going to speak out if you see a dog getting kicked in the face, right? For sure. But you're afraid to t- you afraid to say you against racism and stuff? Why? It goes back to the old argument about, like, all the Michael Vick stuff. And I know I'm kind of, like, going off in a different place. But, like, it's no, the same thing good. about that. It's about how, you know, Michael Vick, yes, we, we all know what he did was wrong. But at the same time, you mean to tell me Mike Vick gets two and a half years, but a white guy that shot up, you know, a whole bunch of people in the church gets taken out peacefully, and y'all got to debate whether or not he going to get life or not? Like, what? That don't make no sense to me. So it, 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 is that the point now where, like, if a club or a supporters group hasn't said anything, I don't want them to say anything. Because I know where yeah. you at. I know where y'all are. That's hard. where I'm at. Yeah, I'm at
0: the point. Them? If if you're not genuine with it, don't say it. And I rather – because I at this point, I feel bad for the players, right? Imagine, yeah. like – you putting your heart and soul into this team, into this city, and you got an asshole owner who ain't saying nothing and don't have your back. And it's just like, I can't, you know, how does it feel playing for a team when you feel like, well, damn, my team don't even have my back. Like I, you know? Yeah. And, and also,
3: also just not to muddy the waters with that, but think about how quickly and how universally Every club, every company puts out, like, a Memorial Day statement or a Labor Day statement or a Fourth of July statement. For me, that should fall in the same thing. It's it's a, it's a an issue with the country. It's not controversial. I don't know why people say, like, politi- it's political. Being racist is not political. Being anti-racist is also not political. So if you're quick to put up a thank you to, you know, all these people, our troops, blah, blah, blah which, again, shout out to the troops. But yeah you should feel, you should go with the swiftness for that as well when it's the other side of things for me. It's like, it's like
2: they can't, it's like some of these clubs feel like it doesn't fit within their marketing schedule or like they can't, Because you know why
4: they don't got no black people. Right. And that's,
2: and that is straight up the the truth. I mean, like I definitely, you know, like like here in New Mexico, you know, like obviously like, you know, doing this doing this club and, and then loyal is like being here in New Mexico, like United had no problem coming out with a statement. It was clear, it was to the point. Like you 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 knew that they weren't beating around. I mean, the supporter group, the curse, obviously came out and said, Boom, here's here's where we stand. You know? Now, you know, I know that I reached out to like other, you know, organizations here, you know, and I and I tagged them clearly on Facebook, tagged them, you know. And you know, and for a moment I thought, you know what, like they're probably going to just kind of, you know, post a black square and do the blackout thing because, Hey, I'm not going to be on the internet to see it. Right. And then, uh, but I came back today, you know, I'm checking these clubs. I'm like, I'll be damn like they have not posted anything other than some new merch or, you know, or like a, a video of a player performing. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't want to pander someone now to say something for me so that I can still rock a hat or support them and feel like things or okay, I just, and I'm at the point where I'm like, is this just where you're like, you know, and we obviously have different platforms or writers or podcasters, but is this a point where in my coverage, I'm like, all right, so I'm no longer covering this organization because of their boom stance in this whole matter. You know, they're going to obviously just keep themselves, you know, I can't even say on the fence because they're not even trying to say anything. They're just out of the fight all the way altogether, so like I'm not concerned about like covering your team. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not concerned about being a fan of your organization. Like, it's you know what I mean. Like, and and maybe I'm the one person they're not worried about because they're worried about you know all the season tickets you know from all the white people that are obviously going to be upset if this person you know goes against the grain, which is you know what I'm saying like. I, I'm at the point where I don't need to ask someone to craft something up so I can feel comfortable. Still,
0: yeah. No. I mean, let, let's be real. It's it's about we as black soccer fans in America. We're not the biggest population in USL, MLS, and lower lower league soccer, right? But it's it's about they're they're making money off of the players, right? They're they're depending on the players to bring in income but they don't care about the fans and what we are bringing, right? So it's one of exactly. those things to where, yeah, it's yeah, you want to feel like, I don't want this to be one of those things to where a team posts a blackout post and then it's back to business, right? Like, what are right. you doing as a team to actually fight for this? What are you doing to show that you are about this life? Like, tell me, show me that. That's what's important to me. I don't care about a social media post.
2: Exactly. You know what I mean, or or somehow you know I think the team's gonna come up with a shirt, or you know things things like that that again are safe and fit their their um their marketing strategy like that that stuff's gotta go. You know. What well, I'm saying? and then,
0: and this is and this is a Carson. This is a good point for you for anyone. It doesn't even have to be black fit. What Elliot was saying, the way he's going at teams, everyone should be going at their own team like that. I don't get, I don't yeah. care. Everyone should be going. You guys have the town hall meetings to where you meet the owner and the team or the meet and greets, and you to be like, yo what are y'all doing about where's the black staff? Where are the black trainers? What are we doing about equality? Where's the other races? Where's like, why are we doing any kind of a heritage night? What are we actually doing? Y'all need to put pressure on it. When you see that somebody is not doing something right, if somebody is letting, you know, unjust things go, they're part of the problem. And if you don't speak up, you're part of the problem as well, because out of sight, out of mind is not how you fight injustice okay it's not how it works you have to actually speak up and say something and yeah it's going to be uncomfortable when your white friend wants to uh, perpetuate stereotypes and racist jokes and shit sometimes guess what it's not fucking funny so you need to tell them that and then if they have a problem with it maybe you need to question your friend group and why am I friends with this person who believes that this kind of stuff is okay why am I friends with this person who sees terrible things going on even if it didn't have to do it race but it just doesn't say anything and allows it to happen because in my eyes you're just as bad as them
3: well that that was part of the when i one of the questions i asked those guys was how would it feel or what does it mean to you to see an owner or a club not only and i made sure to put and in all caps not only make a statement but also do an action whether it's a donation whether it's awareness and all those guys were like oh it'd be huge like that's everything another thing that the question that i thought and as i was thinking it, i was like this is this is crazy. I asked, how does it feel to know, and, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, as a soccer player, as a black soccer player, any of those guys that I interviewed, they're playing on Saturday nights and there are fans that are there with their with their jerseys on, smoke bombs, the whole nine, that love them when they're playing for their team mm-hmm. don't respect them as a person purely because of the color of their skin.
0: I mean, that's what they say, stick to sports, right? Like how yeah, are you going to expect somebody – to represent your team, city, represent, you know, who you're supposed to be as a community and then not care about them and tell them the sticks of sports when they're trying to tell you what they have to go through to be able to even represent your team. And say, so, yeah, no, it's just anybody who, who is trying to silence players who don't want to hear it, it's because you know it's wrong and you just want to believe it's not there when it is. You need to speak no. up and you need to say something. Well, and what are you guys seeing saying, like, with – oh, go ahead,
2: Elliot.
4: Oh. No, I was just going to say, like, when you look at it soccer in America, like a lot of your black supporters and whatnot do more than just support. Like we're writers, we're podcasters, and what of teams that we cover. So it's like the not the C teams that we cover out of like our own goodwill, like I don't get paid for this. I damn sure know Jason don't get paid for covering all the USL League one. Like I, Chris, I damn sure know you don't get paid for covering oh, no. fucking all these, like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, sitting on all these we podcasts, go above, above, go above and beyond, like, and to see these teams just to be like, oh, well, we don't know if this is gonna work for us. Not, it's straight up like BS. And the other thing, too, is about like, you know, all these black players or whatnot. Like, I make it when we do like players like Devontae and whatnot, or Mumbai, I reach out to them, let them know, like, hey, look, even though you are with this team, like, I support you and whatnot, I'm here if you need to talk about anything. You know, and making sure like they feel comfortable because we've all been in jobs where we haven't felt comfortable. But you see that other black person, you like, all right, I I got someone who at least understands what I'm going through. You know.
2: Well, and take it from a fan perspective, right? So the club puts out a statement that's clear, that's stringent. The black person feels represented, and then all of a sudden, you have half of the fan base go, oh, like either refuting with all life matter or. Oh well, if it's not all lives matter, then, I, then I'm gonna I, I need my money back. Like, do you know what I mean? Or or fans that need the club to somehow affirm like their position for them to feel like they can still be season ticket holders. Like I've seen it, I witnessed it. I'm like, I can't believe that because we're all unified under a crest for a team, and until real issues hit the table. We don't know how half of the people are, dude. I'm seeing half the people now going, damn, like, Ooh, that's yeah. where you stand. Like, quite, of, quite a bunch of people, not because they had a different opinion, because I'm like, dude, this is just not, like, I can't be bonded to you, like, over an issue like this. Like, I don't care if you think, like, my sports team choices suck. Like, we can have those opinion differences – of opinions, but this is like a humanitarian issue. I can't be bonded to you like that. You know what I'm saying? And it sucks that it had to come out this way. But I don't know how else it would have came
3: out. Was it West Brom that some of their mm-hmm. one of their supporters was like, "Well, I'm not a fan," and they were like, "Yep, we, you won't be missed." Like I think Seth Rogen did the same thing on Instagram. I, I've had whether I've said it or not, I think I have. But even as a white person, if you're offended by somebody being anti-racist, like suck your mom. Like, I don't care. Like, don't, don't be, don't follow me. I I really don't care. And I'm glad when clubs or people are like, okay, like if you're anti-racist, I don't like you.
0: uh, We know USL ain't making money like that. Right. For their teams. Right. We know it's, it's tough to make money in lower league soccer, but do you want to be known as a team who like, is that, is that the money that you're happy to take from, from openly racist, openly hateful people? Like look what N- NYC right? How long did they get berated by media outlets, other people, uh, other fans, people refusing to go to the games before they finally even addressed that they had an issue with their games and racism at their games. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the accountability that people need to have, right? In in a perfect world, I wish you know at times I really wish black players have been like, Man, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm not I'm not about to do this racism in Italy and England and the U. All these other points. I'm gonna go back, we're gonna do our own league and we're gonna do our own thing where we appreciate it. Because that's the thing. It's just like what Chris was saying. Y'all appreciate people when you put on the when they put on your jersey and then that's it. You don't look at them as people, you're looking at them as entertainment. And this is not i this sports is a form of entertainment. These are still people. These are still people who are busting their ass. This is their job. This is them being put on a platform to where they can make a difference. So, yeah, they do matter. So they're not just a crest. So, you know, if you are a, a soccer or your owner of a soccer team and you are open to taking hateful and racist money, cool. But if you're a fan of that team and you see them doing that, call them out for that, please.
3: All, all money is not oh. good money is what I was told growing up.
4: That's so true. Like, this is another thing that's that's so funny to me. Y'all remember the Iron Front incident that all happened last year? Oh, yeah. yeah. yep. And how every every USL supporter group and MLS supporter group was speaking out. And they felt like US soccer was letting them down because they couldn't fly flag with three three nails going downwards, right? Right. Where are those same people at now? Was it an issue because someone told you you couldn't speak? Or was it an issue that you truly felt in your heart? Because of what it's still for. For those who don't know, Iron Front pretty much was just like another form of anti-fascist, anti-racism, all that stuff. But was it an inconvenience for you just because someone told you, oh, you can't do this? Or 100%. was it an inconvenience because it's something that you truly believed in? The first it's one. it's like really funny really to see a lot of people who fly these Iron Fronts and whatnot, all these MLS supporters and whatnot, all these USL supporters, ISA, NPSL, all of them, they quiet now. Because it doesn't affect them. Oh, because they don't have black supporters in their group. And then they mm-hmm. wonder why black people don't feel comfortable being around them or going to their games and stuff. It's because I'm not valued there. I know I'm not valued there because they wanted to be, have the decency to speak up and be like, yo, like, we got your back, you know?
0: And and some owners, some owners are doing it. So props to them, right? Like props to Brad in Louisville came out with, like, Putting out their statements outside of their club, right? Saying like, right. "This is how I personally feel, and I'm not going to allow my team to to allow this to happen." I'm definitely speaking up, and we're not going to take hateful and discriminatory money. And then you got teams like Charlotte Independence. Uh-huh. So that's the reality here. The grand wolves.
4: You know, yo, I ain't a lot. I was so proud of FC Tucson. They didn't, they didn't put out a statement or anything. They simply just put up a post that said "Black Lives Matter." And they were, like, one of the first, I think they were one of the first USL clubs to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, all right, they get, it. they get, it. like. Well, you know why. That is also true. And
0: and for the people who don't know why, uh, guess who's doing their social media posts? Dolph, a black man. Dolphus.
2: Yes, right, Dolphus, man. that's right. You know what I mean? And so, uh, well, and they're also, yep, that's right. Yep
4: getting to that point, man. You it, know?
2: It, it
3: just, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be rocket science. And we're just no. to the point where you, you shouldn't try to, to navigate around. It shouldn't be like a difficult navigation, like for a team to be like, ah, do we put, you know, he was killed by police. Or do we say he died in police custody or it, he was killed. He was murdered. It, 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 people are trying to figure out, how to you know market their way around some of these statements and, and it's we're successful.
2: here for you, and I'm right. like,
3: who the hell who is you? you right? <laughs> is it yeah. me or is it you guys? Like, who is it? So like who
2: who is you, or you know, like don't just try to throw up the fist emojis, come on now, like you know, because people are seeing that, man. People are seeing that that they're not fully committed to just stating no. it. Like, I see no. folks that say. They, they do the Black Lives Matter and then they throw in the hashtag All Lives Matter right after it. And it's like you were like 98% in it, but you just could not for the life of you hold true without worrying about well someone was going to obviously, you know, come against you, you know, if you didn't put that there. Like I just. It's and this just, is
0: this is why it's so important for everyone to call out and speak up when you see that. Like it's because I can sit here for days and call out folks and everyone's gonna look at it as okay, well yeah he's angry because he's black and this is happening and and now he's gonna hold grudges. And it's like it's it's clear, it's obvious. And so if you're not pointing it out and you're not speaking up, that's the reason I'm doing this by myself and why there's no progress, right? Like this is, it's hypocritical. There's so many teams, the Houston Dynamo. I did a piece and Carson, you probably know this. I was working on a piece last year, working with players and coaches across the leagues about what it's like to be black uh, in the soccer environment in America. And had coach Bulo had Hugh Roberts and I was supposed to meet with Demarcus Beasley and Five times I was emailed and canceled, emailed, canceled, had my ass in Guatemala City in front of the hotel waiting on this interview that then I was ignored for. So then their senior comms guy comes and apologizes and says, hey, we can make this right. Guess what he did? Didn't make it right. He ignored all my emails after that. So, you know, I'm not here for this hypocrisy. If you see something, please help us out and just speak up and you are setting the bar. You have to set that standard for us because we as black people have tried so hard for so long and we can only get so far. Y'all, if you are about this life, have to do in little things like speaking up, little things like calling out people for their hypocrisy, making sure that your team is inclusive and doing what needs to be done. That's the first step. That is how you can start this because I'm tired.
3: Yeah, if you see something, if there if there's an issue, if there's something you're tweeting at a club or anything, whether it's right or wrong, if it's about a black issue, my face tweeting about something is gonna be valued more than Jason, who's the involved party. If I'm an outside party and I'm like, hey, this is messed up what you guys are doing, they're gonna be like, Oh, that's great. If Jason, they're gonna be like, Oh, he, you know, he's just in his feelings, he's sensitive yeah. about it. So it, Use
0: it your privilege.
3: Yeah. And yeah. don't sit here and tell
0: me there's not privilege, there's privilege, y'all have never been pulled over and then thought to yourself, oh, I might die right now. And y'all have never been, I've been pulled over five times and I've never been given a ticket. I've been pulled over, asked for my license and registration, was looked into my car, was not told why I was pulled over and then was asked to just drive off because they're hoping to catch me slip in, not have my tags up to date or insurance up to date or you know license, whatever, right? this is the kind of stuff that we deal with. So don't sit here and tell me there's no, that you don't have privilege, okay? You do not come from a family to where my grandfather who could have fought for this war, built his own house, like did everything for this country and was not even allowed to go have a cup of coffee where he wanted to have it, all right? There's printly that's not long ago. That's generation. Chris Rock just had a video saying that his mom wasn't allowed to go to the dentist. His mom, not his grandmother, his mom. That's how, that's how, close this is okay and so yes there's privilege use it okay because you are going to be the ones that are going to get heard we've been speaking for so long and I haven't been heard so if you really want to be a part of this you can speak for us
4: you you know what privilege is I'll, I'll break it down to anyone easy as this privilege is the ability to sit in a history class and learn about racism systematic oppression and not go outside and live it that's that's privilege yeah, you have the privilege to not worry about racism, you know. I mean, have the privilege to not worry about systematic oppression—that's privilege. I mean, that's when what I, it is. When
2: I, when I think about my family, and I gotta actually, and I and I was telling someone this, or I I have posted this online like about a week ago, you know, and, and, and you know normally when when there's the the when people are posting about all this stuff online, it's like I have to kind of be concise about what I want to address or how much I want to open my heart up about a a situation, you know, because it's one thing to do it one-to-one with someone where it's very meaningful, you know what I'm saying? To then kind of toss it out there for all the onlookers that want to come back to the controversial Facebook post, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, I have a great uncle that was a Tuskegee Airman, you know what I mean? And he was a pilot. He absolutely had a dream and aspiration to be a fighter pilot. That was what he wanted to do, you know, and to be told like pretty much like no for so long or to be given alternate missions, you know, they took what they could get. Right. And obviously at some point, you know, the red tails as, as they were also called, you know, were essentially like then deemed like the number one escort that they wanted to have, you know, so I have that in my, in my family line. I have, you know, uh, you know, my, my family went to some of my family went to Woodlawn high school. Right. So we have, you know, the segregated high school where, you know, blacks go to school at one time, whites go to school the other time, you know, there were, you know, this is where white folks could be, so where colored folks could be, you know, like I have, when I think about my family and think about just back to like, not even that far back, man, like
0: my grand,
2: like my great grandparents, my great uncles, or like just even my my parents were born in the middle of the, the civil rights era, like right in the beginning of it. It's like that's not that far back, man. Like you know, I'm born in the '80s, so I'm like strictly in the MTV era. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's it's a trip to go back, and these people can't necessarily say that. And so I'm just like, you know, it's that's a part of of my family history all the time. So I, I feel for like. What my, what my parents had to go through, what their parents had to go through. You know, I don't get to talk about, like, the glory days without talking about, you know, the fact that, you know, women in my family weren't even seen as, like, you know, an equal race, you know, or that us men were fighting for our country during the Jim Crow era, and we weren't even seen as equals, couldn't even eat in the same place. But yet people are so... Quick to be like, oh man, they fought for our country and and we're all Americans. And I'm like, dude, but they we weren't equal Americans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, did they have a choice? You know, they were kind of thrown on the front line
3: like a pawn, dude, like to be your body shield. You yeah. know what I'm
0: saying? Like the, the, one the thing second, that, go ahead, Carson. Like, sorry.
3: I was I was just gonna say one thing that the Elliot mentioned about um being in class, being in history class, and then going outside and not having to experience it. One thing that I think every racist person should have to deal with, whether it changes their mind even 1%. So I took African-American studies at Kent State. I was literally the only white person in the class. I had friends in that class from uh, Kent State basketball players, a couple of them that I knew from back home. And during the times, whether it was watching a movie or if it was during discussion, there would be, obviously, like you mentioned earlier, the white guilt. I would feel horrible. And, again, I didn't choose – I didn't participate in that, whatever. But still, I feel as a white person, I feel horrible watching some of the things that would happen. And also, every eye in that class was turning to me. And I'm like, hey, I am uh, I have a buddy, shout out to Randall Holt. You know, he's a co- uh, coach at Stony Brook. But he's looking at me, and I'm like, Randall, man, you know me. Like, You know it's not me. But, again, for a white person, they should have to sit there and watch things that have happened, and still walk out of that class and say, nah, there's no white privilege, because you would have to be crazy to walk out of there after watching those videos that we watched, hearing the stories that we were told, the discussions we had, to still feel that closed-minded is is crazy. For sure. Is is there anything that you guys think that we haven't
2: covered? Is there anything that that y'all have still on your chest that you want to bring up?
0: If y'all want to help, be creative with it. If you're good at sewing, sew some masks for some protesters. You know, if you want to, you know, make a, a meal kit or a, a care package, dude, you know, there's different ways to get involved. It doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the streets. I know I can't go protest cuz I'm high risk for corona. And so I'm trying in different ways to to support from home, right? There's different things you can do. I don't, there's no excuse for you to not help if you are genuinely interested in helping. There's resources, there's people you can ask, there's, there's so many different ways you can help. And so I just really encourage people to listen, learn, and actually take steps and not just tomorrow, not just for the next month, for the rest of your life. And, and if you feel that that is like a hindrance or that's an obstacle that's how it is for us just living every day. i I've had to work 20 times harder than my peers to get to where I'm at, and I'm going to have to for the rest of my life, and I'm not even complaining about it. I'm just asking, if you really don't feel that that's fair, then do something about it, and jo- and join me into making sure I don't have to do that.
2: Yeah. Hey, Carson. Uh, Carson.
0: Uh. Uh, for for me, kind of like
3: Jason said, I don't have I have certain platforms and certain angles, but that was, I think, a big part of why I wrote that article today. And I if you'll look on the B, on BGN.fm, I just did BGN staff because I didn't want it to go to me. Some of the guys shouted me out, but I was like, I just want to give them the platform of, of speaking what they're dealing with. So yeah, I think doing anything you can in what your expertise is. And I know we mentioned earlier money not just donating and not having action, but even if you don't have the ability to have action or you don't have the ability to have a voice, donate money. If, if that's the least you can do, the, the money will be used for the right thing. So um, make sure to check for you know, – I I kept tweeting, you know, where are the bail funds in, in Cleveland and in Akron so I can, you know, donate money there. So, yeah, just do – like Spike Lee said, do the right thing.
2: Nice, nice. Elliot, what's, what's, what's on your what's on your heart, man? One sure.
3: um, we get not only
4: us in the soccer community, but everyone we got to hold these. Uh, everyone has made a statement, even though Ben and Jerry's had a great statement, <laughs> we got to hold them
0: accountable. It
4: don't mean nothing. Hey, I've been it's, better
0: about that life, though. I do, that, I, mean, I they think they, they are. They look yeah. like yeah. they, they are
4: about that life, yeah. But <laughs> you know, everyone else out there that makes a statement and everything is it, it, great. It feels good to let you know, like, hey, you know, we're part of this community and things like that. But we've seen it so many times in the black community where people will say, oh, we with you. And they use you. And then they out, you know, because this isn't an issue that's going away. This isn't an issue that only happens once a month or once every four years. No, this happens day in, day out. You know, you see it, speak on it. You know, m- make sure you with us when it matters most because when the cameras are turned off and no one's looking around, that's when it matters most. Because, like, I've been saying it, <laughs> June 19th coming up. Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. you don't know what June, June 19th is, you better learn real quick because I guarantee you. And see, I'm from the hood, so I'm going to say this if you silent on June 19th or you don't got nothing to say out to them off June 19th. I'm going to let that chopper sing. And we're going to have some words to say.
2: Like, yeah.
4: It's, it's, it's getting to that point, man, where it's like right now, actually speak a lot of words that people want to say. You know, a lot of people was kind of behind the fact of, well, I do this and I do that. That's all great and dandy. Don't nobody know it. it, it the fact that nobody knows that you do this thing speaks more on the fact that no one sees what you're doing as genuine. You know, that that's, that's what it is.
2: Yeah, and what I was what I was gonna add to that is just like you know obviously like as black black men or black folk we gotta you know continue to do our work we gotta continue to you know to um, edify ourselves and 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 also like you know just look at more ways that we can obviously lean in um, you know because I mean it can it can be easy to point out all the folks that aren't doing doing the work or all the you know all the people who you know who are, who are playing into that um, riding the fence narrative, but you know just challenging ourselves to you know to stand up to being about it. You know beyond you know the month of June even as well. You know what I mean? I I for myself, you know, like I said, I was sitting here last night and I was looking into the local um, the local um, organization here, African American community, just looking at ways that I can maybe volunteer some time. You know what I mean to pour into young black kids that don't have biological fathers. Like I'm a single man. I don't have any kids. You know what I mean? So putting some time into those young men or, you know, putting some time into, um, into, uh, just simply just mentorship or, you know, again, like cycling money through the black community. You know what I mean? Like we don't think about that because we order things off of, you know, through Amazon or you know what I mean, whatever it is, like however we get we our commerce, like. But you know, running our money through, like I heard something so pro, so profound, right? Because you know, to me, which was like, you know, our money needs to cycle through the black community five times. You know what I mean for it to do some work. You know, so I'm intentionally trying to find these businesses. You know, you know, and if I don't have them here, I'm trying to find them in the next spot, in the next like community you know what I'm saying? So that, so that I can be a part of that, that change, you know what I'm saying? So, um, those are, those are the things that, that, that can help out, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's simply that's, I think that's the biggest thing. And, um, you know, when your primaries come up, vote obviously, and, you know, put on some good insoles and go out for a walk and, 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 and feel that, feel that brisk air hits your face. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so, I guess, like, you know, we all obviously got our our Twitter handles, you know, displayed on this screen. Um, so, you know, let's not let the conversation stop here. You know, definitely do hit us up on Twitter, you know, and continue the conversation with us. I mean, that's what this is all about, you know, bringing uh, the other folks to the table and having a talk. You know what I'm saying? So, um, gentlemen, I really appreciated having you on on the podcast this week something new you know something kind of off the script but definitely needed to be had Uh, i really appreciate you guys being on
0: thanks for having
2: us yeah for sure right on so let's uh, let's go forth and impact our communities you know you've been listening to uh fairweather podcast brought to you by the beautiful game network uh you know sponsors Icarus FC, and Roughneck Scarves.
0: And Let me add this. If you are using black culture to sell your products, I see all these cute soccer jerseys, Wu-Tang, and all this. I, I know some of these companies ain't even in the U.S., and it's white boys overseas making these jerseys and endorsing it with black people. Is that money going into the black community? Are you taking resources and taking culture from the black community and exploiting it, or are you supporting the black community and putting it back into the culture?
3: Uh And to follow up on that briefly. So we have another affiliation with BGN is with breaking tea. So they, they're not full disclosure. They're not black owned, but they put out a statement today that they're going to match customer donations to as far as a cause for, Black Lives Matter, and also they're going to establish free mentorship programs for black entrepreneurs, artists, and students. So again, even if it's for sure black owned should be at the top of the list, but if you, for whatever reason, don't feel comfortable or can't find specifically one of the 10 million of them, find somebody that at least the money is going where it needs to go, not just to, uh, like Jason said, a, a white it,
0: person. If you really believe black lives matter you're not just going to look at it as a as us as a source of entertainment i already know we're the most influential people in the world but that doesn't mean that we're here to do that for you we're doing that for everybody and we're doing it specifically for us and to get that culture and that money and for us to progress in this world okay we're not just tap dancing for you so if you're going to use our culture, if you're going to use our likelihood, and you're going to use us to be on your teams, then you need to support us and you need to put money back into this community. Yeah. I got nothing to say.
3: Enough said. And,
0: yep. Be <laughs> with your actions.
4: You know? <laughs> not a punchline. That's, punch
3: that's real <laughs> fast.
4: Social media warriors, you got time to be out there in the streets. us to Help us out for real. It is more than just, you know, making a, post and using a hashtag and things like that if you really care if you really want the shits go to the inner city schools go to your local community outreach program help out with your local bell fund program you know if, if you want to know like educational tools and whatnot dm me hit me up i'll give you a whole list of them start what's that what's
0: that twitter what's that twitter elliot let them know
4: oh, river city 93 yogi hmm. mclovin you can follow me on both there and you go. You need to like, I'll this is the first book you need to read The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. That's the first book you need to read. And if you want to get more after that, I got you. But take the first step, hit me up, and I'll give it to you. No
2: Jesus. Yeah. And, J- sure. and, and Jason's Twitter is home, seat, home Sweet Soccer.
0: Yes, Home Sweet Soccer. Uh, I'll also be tweeting, uh, you'll see an article come out tomorrow about ways that you can support um, and on Friday I'll have a thread on different things that you can do outside of monetarily donating. I'll have different organizations, petitions you can sign, ways that you can email your direct uh, local officials, uh, templates already set up for you, you just put in your name uh, and whatever comments you have at the bottom listen, it's easy to get involved. I don't want to hear people saying that they don't know how or they can't, okay? If you're saying, if you still have it and you're saying that you're not going to, it's because you have no desire to. It's not because you don't know how.
3: Yeah, and I I am at Carson and real name, no gimmicks. Uh, For that, I've been wanting to. I I keep tweeting pro as pro-Black Lives Matter things as I can. I haven't had any racist response. I want racist response. I'm like, Funkmaster Flex. I want all the smoke. <laughs> Call me Mr. Shimmy. So I want somebody to say something crazy because, again, these guys are putting out great. I mean, Elliot said he's got he's got the materials for you, educational materials. Take advantage of that. Jason's gonna give you the blueprint on, on where the money should go. Um, so yeah, as a white person, be be better. Shitty white people.
4: Oh, and also on our uh, social media page, uh, River City Ninety Three, we have a thread of local programs in the city of Richmond that you can donate to and if you cannot donate, because I know coronavirus messed up some people's jobs if you gotta save and whatnot, if you can't donate on their ass is a simple reshare. And just reshare it and send it out to your friends. Cause you never know how how impactful these programs can be to people.
2: Right on and I'm 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 at by Chris Walker on Twitter. Um, you know, I again I'm you know obviously retweeting things to me are powerful. Um, you know, let's, let's continue. Let's, let's figure out ways we can build together. Uh, you know, that's, that's really, this whole thing is, is just so important, uh, to me, you know, and, and, you know, I never thought I would have a chance to really march or protest in my life because, you know, how things are so they, they seem different, but I am now a part of the same, the same system as, My folks. So let's let's make this different going forward for for the younger minds. So let's let's do something together. So that's what I got to say. And uh, Alan, if you want to come back in and uh, take us out. Yeah, uh,
1: I just want to thank our uh, guests for coming and joining us. Um, Some very powerful stuff. Um, Yeah. Read a book Uh, and have a good night, guys.
4: It's a safe space, you know, it's okay, Alex.